Hey, hot young designers. We are announcing our first online workshop and we wanted to get you the scoop. We're calling it You Better Work Pitch. It's focused on confidently pitching for brand collaborations and partnerships. If you've ever been curious about collaborations and you're ready to dip your toes into the influencer side of the design business, we want you to join us. We'll be taking you through our entire process and providing easy to use tools and templates. Now be sure that you're subscribed to our newsletter on hotyoungdesignersclub.com because we're giving our subscribers the first peek when the workshop launches. We can't wait to see you all there. On today's show, we're talking about how just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. We're sharing how we've started outsourcing everything from admin work to website development. Rebecca shares how she handled a hard conversation and admitting her mistakes. Sean talks about breaking up with a potential client and he's always teaching us when he knows how to say no. Because we all have to know when to hold them and when to fold them. All right, Sean, let's go. Rebecca of Studio Plum. And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers. Turned internet friends. Turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot. Or that young. Every week, we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the club. club. Hey, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? It's good to be here. I'm excited about this topic today. Living the dream of small business ownership. Small business reality. And really, like, this week has been really um, me kind of, like, taking the things that I've learned about my personality and my work style and just doing some hard things to make, to help me be more successful, like applying it to my business. It's been a mental roller coaster. It's, I don't know if this is just as a result of like all of the tumultuous activity happening in the world. It's just like causing us to really either like dig our heels in on stuff that we know we can't do anything about anymore or we're not going to give up on or letting go of the things we know it's time to just move them on. I think it's all of the things. Someone said <laughs> to things. me to, someone said to me that it's like 2020 was um, our snow globe got shook up and Ooh. everything's kind of like in the air and we have to just make sense of each thing. Ooh. I thought that yeah. was a nice analogy. But yeah, although sometimes I feel like the snowman in the snow globe that like was attached to the bottom of the globe, but then came unglued after 20 years. And then now he mm. just flies around with everything else. Not like <laughs> you're, you're not like the ballerina at the bottom no. of it on the ice skates, just catching no. snowflakes on your tongue. No, no. Sometimes I feel like when people shake it up, I'm not attached anymore. So I'm also flying well, don't around break with the glass the because <laughs> all the juice falls out. Juice. Blame <laughs> it on the juice. The snow globe um, juice. <laughs> that's everybody, my new rock band, Snow Globe Juice. <laughs> uh, yes. 
Cecily, just fun story, once took a snow globe and opened her hand and dropped it on concrete because oh. she wanted to see what would happen. Well, it explodes. Newsflash, it breaks. <laughs> Glitter everywhere. Glitter all over. And snow globe totally. juice. Oh my God. <laughs> we should get into this week's fizzle and sizzle. Let's do it. Okay, well, I feel like this is going to be the last time I talk about this for a while because I'm tired of it, but the fizzle just <laughs> has to be, today was our first day back to school, mm-hmm. so my sweet little kindergartner logged on to her Chromebook for circle time. Woo. <laughs> it was really sad. I mean, she thought she was cool, but. I don't know. But you know she's missing out on a whole lot of stuff right now. Yeah. And it's just like kindergarten, like you're not not supposed to learn how to use Google. I don't know. It's just weird. Well, and yeah, it's supposed to be social time and playing with kids and like getting all of that energy out, which she's just giving to you and the dog. Yeah, and the dog goes to circle time, and it's, like, a <laughs> distracted mess. But totally. it was cute seeing her do her little song and stuff. Um, sizzle. So last week, I met with my medium slash intuitive that I've mentioned here before, and I've worked with her over the years. But I had a check-in. I haven't talked to her in, in a couple years. And she really, really helped clarify things for me. Um, I basically kind of crystallized this new business plan. And um, I have a new service I'm going to launch. So it's I'm really excited. I've been working a lot on it this week. And it's going to help just make me do a little less with hopefully more profit i mean that's kind of like the work-life balance goal right there is create something valuable but that doesn't require you to invest like every ounce of your energy into it constantly right and like our work with the book club shout out to the hot young book club with the big leap that i know has been really on our minds and I feel like this idea I have is really working in my zone of genius and it's scary. It's scary. Like I'm realizing how scary it is to do things that like actually might work. (laughs) That's um, your, that's your, your fears coming into play. Like, well, if I never launched this new service, I won't know whether it was good or bad or not. Right. So, but I feel really good. Like, I feel like I'm making some choices, which we'll talk about more too today, that are like only going to push me forward. So I feel sizzly about that. That's got to be good. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of excited because even I haven't heard, for our listeners, I haven't heard a whole lot about it. Um, And I'm sure as we get closer, I'll be able to catch a little preview of it. (laughs) So... Give you a little sneaky peek. All right. You know I'm, I'm still making it up as I go day by day. Oh, that's all of us right now. <laughs> like, 
I, d I can't even figure out one way or the other. It's been really, I think we've been talking about this among our groups. This is not my, my fizzle, but it's been really hard to stay focused the last, especially the last few weeks, but I feel like everybody's been building on this and I'm hearing friends and family and other designers talk about, it's just, everybody's life pattern has changed. So it's really hard to have any sense of regularity. Yeah, and I always feel like this during seasonal transitions where like there's, I don't know, I definitely feel like fall is kind of like my new year. So I want to be more of an more of an autumn type of person. I am. <laughs> Me too. But it means like I have a lot of ideas and plans and then it's hard to focus on the things you need to do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you can't, you can't just divide everything up neatly because there's a lot of bleed over. Um, and so I'm focusing on like little wins a lot lately that encourage me to get through the things that are also hard. So for me, my fizzle this week is that like every vendor, subcontractor, specialized trade, everybody, they... I'm just feeling it so much more lately between working with contractors and planning projects that we already had a huge labor shortage, like skilled trade labor shortage here in Los Angeles before Corona even hit it. I don't know if everybody went to Georgia or Texas or who knows where all the building was happening that a lot of people left and went elsewhere. Um, but it's just, there's a huge shortage of skilled labor and tradespeople, And then the ones who are good that you want to work with are so busy. Um, and my observation is I think so many of them are just focused on getting the labor done that they aren't responsive on the admin side. Have you seen mm -hmm. that? Just like, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's like par for the course. But it shouldn't Usually. be, it sh yeah, it just should not be that like, now they're like 150% of capacity for having work yeah. and demand for work, but they have like zero capacity for returning emails, voicemails, text messages, smoke signals, like they just disappear. And you're like, dude, this is the one really great vendor for this. And we really need him. I don't want to use anybody else, but I have to like nag people to get a phone call or to get a text back or to get an email back. And I think that's just, that's part of like what we do for our jobs, but it's feeling like it's getting harder. And I don't think there's an end in sight. So I'm, this is just me, you know, bitching about it basically. <laughs> Maybe we need to start like a side pod called the hot young contractors club. <laughs> and we can start training them because they should be trying to make the designers happy like the ones that I work with they would rather work with us than straight to the homeowners yeah I think they just need to well we're admin. talking about some ideas but they need to hire people to help them if they have that much business it would be so minimal to get someone to help them do some things and and that's one of the topics we're talking about today is like me getting some help um, so I yeah. will hold on that, but, but yeah, someone sizzle, who's at the office all the time, not on job sites. 
Yeah. And, and that comes with part of like the, as contractors and vendors grow to different sizes, they bring on project managers, admins, an office manager, you know, something like that. They're not all at that level where I, I get that, but there's ways to bridge that gap just like other solopreneurs do anyway. I think mm-hmm. it's just contractors aren't aware of what's being done elsewhere. They're only talking with each other. So unless they have a role model to follow, they, they don't do it. So y'all need to introduce your contractors and vendors to our podcast or something for now. Get them, get them listening to new ideas about stuff, maybe. And um, my sizzle of the week is I met with a client and this is like the, the, the give a mouse a cookie client where like as soon as we tackled one thing, it became another. So it was like first just a master bathroom. Then it was, okay, we were doing the kitchen at the same time. Okay, now we're like replumbing and redoing all the electrical for almost the whole house. And now it's also like gone into their living room. So it just keeps going happy to have those billable hours. Um, But yesterday I pitched an idea for what to do with a fireplace that's been giving them like really big problems. And it's kind of this like warm minimalism plaster fireplace with a really like clean line oak mantelpiece that we're gonna, um, one of their family members is a furniture maker. So they're gonna have them make Mm. something custom for it which I'm psyched for, and I think it's gonna look beautiful. And I was in love with the idea. And then, you know when you present something and then you can see the client kind of being like, ooh, like that's what happened when I presented it and kind of showed them what I was thinking. And they had been in love with another idea previously and they're like, whoa, like this is totally different than anything we had thought of doing. We had thought we were in love with this other, you know, they at first wanted to do some like tile thing, which I never really liked, but they were like, wait, like now this is making us have like all the feels about it and in a good way. So giving them the old razzle dazzle. Yeah. The (laughs) ooh-ah sensation. Um, They just, you like want that to happen when you present an idea where they're like, whoa, and that's, that's happened a few times with this client where I've pitched things in the presentations or otherwise. And they were like, she said at one point to me, she's like, I feel like nothing was going right until you were involved in our project. And that was like the, the skies open up, the angels sing, the sun is shining. And I'm like, okay, this is why I'm doing what I do. It's working. They're happy. They trust my guidance. Did you say, can you put that in writing? And I did. I said, I said, well, let's wait till your project is finished. And I'm going to ask you to write a testimonial because, um, now you should ask him now while she still feels that. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or I'm going to like start having, um, potential clients call them now for references. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, cut it, stop giving out their phone number if something goes wrong. Um, you know, like the fizzle of not having vendors calling back for things. Well, yeah, the contractor. <laughs> I can't can, control that. You can't control it, but it could like blow back. Could blow up. So that's my sizzle of the week. And, um, you know, you just got to take those great, great moments and enjoy them for what they are. Because we don't have as many of them in Corona times. I know. They're just different. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm psyched. 
should we jump into today's topic? Let's do it. <laughs> you you brought up this idea and I was kind of here for it because we've been talking about making changes. Yeah, and um, the whole kind of idea is we can do hard things. So sometimes I think it's like reminding ourselves that if it's hard, it's probably right when it comes to yeah. decision making. The easy choices or the easy decisions don't, I mean, they don't meet with resistance. So it usually in my experience means it's not the best decision or way of doing things. If it's the not easiest. That, not that everything has to be a struggle and a hardship, but when it's a decision you're struggling with, it's usually you should have some resistance to it. Yeah, or just like trepidation where you're thinking, you're really having to think hard about, is this the right path? Am I doing the right thing? And that usually means you're handling a topic that's important. Yeah, it's like the analogy of spinning your wheels. Like there's no friction or resistance when your wheels are spinning, but you're not going you're anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. Totally. Which I feel like I've been spinning my wheels in my business for the last year, for sure. Yeah. So I'm making or like periods changes. of getting traction, and yeah. then periods where it's not going anywhere again. And I'm still busy, but it's yeah, not going where I wanted to go. And part of it has just been like not knowing where I wanted to go. So like back to the car analogy, like I am in the car, but I'm not really driving anywhere because I haven't decided on a destination. So that's the work I've been doing. And when I worked with Susan last week, like it was really helpful to just like get permission or decide that what I was thinking was the right thing to try. Sometimes you just need someone to tell you that. Like, totally. This is it. Do it. Like keep or going. Just or just stop. Just stop. <laughs> just stop doing this to yourself. I think that's the hard things to do, especially because we don't have, um, you don't have a built-in staff if you're mainly working on your own, or even if you do have a small team, big business direction decisions usually don't go to your assistant or you don't, you may not feel um, open to the vulnerability that comes with sharing that with other members of your team. If you are the principal the lead designer. Right. Um, and working and so, on your vision isn't something you just like check off your to-do list. Like, oh, I'm going to create my business vision right. for the, like, you got to like get in a headspace and like be ready to changes, like do things that are hard. It changes whether it's driven by what's going on right now in the world or whether it's just driven by the natural course of where your business was going it, it's like we have to reassess. We have to be willing to let go of some of the things and make some hard calls to then open ourselves up for different possibilities to happen. And if, if we're too yeah. busy focused on these crazy things going on in our businesses that we don't really want to do, you don't get anywhere. Yeah. And, uh, and like personality comes into play too, where like I'm really seeing, I'd never thought of myself as a people pleaser but I see that I am when it comes to doing my work. So I mm -hmm. 
want to help people with my skills and talents and that I like want to like tap dance for that so I have a hard time saying no when somebody wants to work with my creative side right like all all spans of your creativity not just like where you feel like you're the best used yeah anything like I can do it so I mean if you ask me to design a birthday invitation for your dog like I'm not going to do that, but it, part of me would be like, well, I could do it. Like, it would be really cute, <laughs> but like, that's not a good use of my time. Like, no. So I haven't been saying yes to everything, but I've been saying yes to kind of a lot. And um, it's like, a, it's become a burden, <laughs> as you know. And I'm not doing anybody a service, well, like, ultimately. And if you're not passionate about those little things coming at you, it makes it even harder to get started with them because you have no conviction. You don't care about them in the Mm -hmm. same way that you care about other projects that are coming to you or the ones that you're not even getting because you're now not available for them. Yeah, and all of this, exactly, and all of it completely translates to money. (laughs) So like, Mm -hmm. I can take money out of it because I'm not mo- really motivated by it, but I'm also not getting it because of <laughs> the busy work of it. So, so what's, that's, what's one of the hard things? Like what is one of the hard things you had to do? I'm going to start with, so on that note, I have a lot of clients and leads um, that come to me which is amazing. And some of them are people that I'm friendly with, or um, some of them are like legit friends. And they're excited to work with me partly because they want to help me and, you know, put their money towards my business, which is an amazing feeling. Like I'm really grateful. And that's kind of where I get into this like emotional quagmire. And so one of the I've been working this week. I have this crazy list that you've seen that is like 23 projects in different, it's, just, it's crazy. They're it's all too many. Very, they're all very, very different um, like Phases. levels of phase. And some of them are leads. Um, but I, so a couple leads the people that I wanted to work with or their previous clients, but they're things that I just shouldn't be dipping into. So two exterior projects were um, like paint consults, lighting, judging like front porch areas. I could totally do that and I love doing that. But I just realized like, there's also landscaping component that I would have outsourced anyway, but I decided I had a call with a landscape designer that I've worked with in the past and I'm handing off two big projects to her. So I had to make some calls to my friends and just like give them a heads up of what my thoughts were and why. Basically I was saying, no, I can't do this project. I'm not the best person for it for various reasons. So, Because it's not just paint color consults on the outside of the house and like recommending a few accessories on the front porch. 
No, because there's also like they want planting and stuff, which I wouldn't have really gotten into that, but they wouldn't have had one person managing it all. So um yeah, so I had a great call with this landscape designer who she can do everything that's not structural, but she can do hardscaping, landscape design, like she's really great. So I have two walkthrough handoff meetings in the next couple weeks. And those are off my plate, which I'm really like it feels like such a relief, like like a gift to them as well. Like they're going to get a better product, I think. Well, the, yeah, the service level of someone dedicated to that and the knowledge base they come with is valuable. Um, that's funny that, I mean, I get that people ask about that and then they see our projects that we've done in our homes as designers and then they are like, oh, that you have landscaping. Like what, you must know about landscaping. And it's like, well, yes and no but not enough to say that i'm a landscape designer like no way I, yeah i don't could like I work advertise that and, i do that yeah i could i would love to work with like a big landscape designer if i were doing a whole home project yeah and be brought in to help space plan or get the scaling right of things like that but and i've done that for larger projects where there is someone in charge of all that. And it's me coming to the outside of a full home remodel saying like, can you help us design the layout for the, the precast pavers that we want? Like we want it to be in a regular pattern and we want your mm -hmm. help mapping that out. Cool, can you help us figure out how much space we should have for outdoor living areas or the best, like that's the type of stuff where whether it's in four walls or it's outside, space planning and adjacencies and what kind of flows together, that does totally meet with our lines of work. So I see where clients kind of like the idea of doing that with us. Yeah, and like things like lighting. So I feel really proud of myself because I gave it all up. Not, and it has nothing to do with money. It's, I love choosing lighting. I love yeah. the option of like, she has like an, traditional home built in the 20s and it's really cute and charming and to be able to do something really modern and like updated with lighting like I have strong feelings about what that could look like yeah but it's not the worth me going in and out no no and the disruption and probably the like slowdown on her side like so like that, she could just bring you in for consultative time later if she's like, well, now all the landscaping is done. Can you, like, let's totally. look at but some the outdoor lighting. The designer can or... do it. The designer, she does, and she can do like real outdoor, like landscape lighting. So, yeah. Um, Let the expert she'll be, do it. She'll do great. Yeah. It's just me kind of like, I don't know if it's a control thing or I just like, I enjoy getting involved well you want to help people you like the project it doesn't mean that you don't like the person the project the ideas it's just are you in a place to do that and it's you're not completely in love with it yeah it's this whole idea like I've, I've been kind of saying to myself asking should I do it or could I do it like is it I could do it but should I do it <sighs> like those are the questions I'm asking it's like, I, I feel could like DIY if you're asked, that, but should, should you I? Be? 
Yeah. I could paint my own house, but should I? No. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm, I'm hitting that level where you know that you're busy enough and that, or, or you're not busy with the things you'd rather be doing. So you're suddenly saying like, that kind of leads into my first, this is hard to do type of situation, which is that I need, I just brought on a virtual assistant because I, there's a lot of stuff I can keep doing for myself, but I shouldn't be doing them when it means that I'm ignoring my full hourly rate of something mm-hmm. to spend time elsewhere. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of like built-in potential to programs that I'm using. And we've talked about various programs like Asana and Dubsado and Acuity. Um, Acuity. Like we're, I'm using all of these systems to help me keep track of stuff or active campaign with my, my newsletter set up. Like I have all of these things and I could sit and figure them all out. I could be doing more in them to make my process smoother and my tracking smoother, my reporting better. Cause like reporting and data are like driven in me from my banking years of, oh, we've got numbers that back that up. Like we've got something that can show how productive we are, how fast leads convert, how many, like what they need and what they don't need. But I can't keep track of all these steps anymore and still work with my clients day-to-day. Or like optimizing them so that you're like creating the reports, templates or whatever. Right, exactly. So yeah, this last two weeks was me bringing someone on to help with some of that, to help put a bigger, like I need someone at both times to be paying attention to like 10,000 feet and one foot. Mm -hmm. And I need them to be getting a big picture of like, I think you're, I think your processes could be streamlined here and then that's the high level. And then they go down to the low level where they're like, okay, now we're going to implement to make it better. And in some sections I have a strategy, others I don't. My Google drive that I use for everything is, it started with a process and then every time I get busy, it starts to turn into a hot mess. Mm -hmm. So all of these things, and it's so hard one to admit that I need that because I could, like you're saying, I could be doing this, but I didn't. And now things are starting to get a little too hectic and I need someone to come in and help me get it back on track. Um, And I'm okay admitting that now. Then the second part behind that is I shouldn't be doing this anyway when my billable rates can cover some of this administrative, administrative work. It's, I'm not starting out at a level where I'm going to be billing them out to a client. This is like the behind the scenes work that I need within the business. That's not necessarily for projects. Right. And it doesn't get done because probably on the daily you're like, well, I shouldn't be working on my website optimization because my client needs me to do X. Right. So it's like every day it gets pushed off because it's not something you should be doing that day because you have other responsibilities. Correct. Or like developing a better Pinterest strategy and making sure that I'm keeping up with that. It's like, I, I don't need to be the one doing all of it. I just need someone to say, 
write, write five captions this week. Great. Now they're all planned. Or wh what do you want to focus on? Okay, bam. And then they're going to take the work. And Pin I'm totally good with- into this folder. And just be done and like have a better strategy around it, be investing in myself long-term because better processes. And we talk about this for everybody. So all the listeners, we're not perfect either. So that's why we're telling you like, when you recognize it's a problem, it's time to work on the solution. And for me, it's getting someone else involved to help me make it better and not just putting all the pressure on myself. And that's really hard because this is my baby. This is my business. And it's good that it's busier, that I need help to keep up with it. Yeah, you're not a hero for doing all that stuff in the background that anybody could do. Yeah, I don't get a cookie for that. No. And Are like you suffering. so you're breaking up with admin? I'm Sean? breaking up with doing all of the administrative work by myself because I'm it's it's not the administrative work, it's me. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It's me. It's not that I can't do it, that I that I sh that th it's not possible, but I want some more of my weekend back and I want to be able to sit in the evenings or go to Me bed too, and not be thinking time. about and not be thinking about a stupid scheduling strategy that I forgot to do on time like I don't want to do that anymore so that's awesome go. I'm I'm almost there I'm that's gonna be my next thing that I think I take on speaking of analytics <laughs> data, uh -oh. I Oh my God, this is just all like one big just stop for myself. Uh -huh. So you may remember when I we, we were launching One Room Challenge, I decided to rebrand and um, redo my website. Yeah. Which was awesome. It needed to happen. I got it done. I did all of the coding pretty much and design myself. And I had some amazing collaborations and brand partners for that challenge. So, and when you have those, you have deliverables and, you know, I had contracts with pretty big companies. And one of the deliverables for a specific company was a blog post. And they track analytics and, you know, they want the results from my posts. So yeah. a month later, they check in with me, like the, I'd already posted the blog, like, look, can you send me those page views when you get a sec? Go in and lo and behold, Google Analytics is MIA. Wah, wah. Oh my God. <sighs> so I just had one of those like stomach drop moments of like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, oh, I fucked up. Like, undo, undo. Um, I never put it on, and I it was on my old site, which was the it is the same platform. So I just didn't really think that changing the theme would mean I'd have to change analytics. So just note for any WordPress users out there, if you, you update do. your theme, you do have to change the code for your analytics. Uh. So it just it's like gut -wrenching. me. It was gut wrenching wrenching. I felt super amateur, embarrassed, and 
bad. Like, I mean, you only kind of get one shot at like pushing people to a post. Not really, but. I mean, you want it to look good the first time around for them because you want to work with them again. You want them to have a good impression of you. Yeah, definitely. So, and then I'd already done the work. <laughs> so anyway, I had to have a tough conversation. Well, I was dreading having to even admit it, obviously, but I sent her a note and, um, you helped encourage me to jump on a call <laughs> with her. So I had that yesterday. I just was like accepting what happened and here's some ideas that I have for remedying like you, it. You came with solutions, though, which yes. I think is like the important part of it. So basically I'm going to have to edit out, edit together a new video and kind of revitalize that post um, and push traffic back to it again so they can get new analytics and make sure that they get traffic and eyeballs. Um, so it'll be fine. We, I, it all went really great with my conversation with her. I mean, sucks. I how long was the total work? How long was the total conversation? Oh, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. See? Yeah. <laughs> and some of it was like friendly banter and like her. Yeah. Like, being really happy with the project itself and the job. But like ripping the bandaid off at the beginning was the absolute hardest, most dreadful part of it. I mean, I spent a lot of the weekend, like, am I sure? Like I started, well, I started just like getting into Apache code and like trying to figure out if I could oh, no. isolate any kind of traffic, um, getting in way over my head with... Uh-uh. <laughs> But that's the, and that's so th what you had to break up with was uh, not even just like the hard part of having the conversation, but also of like it would have been easier to just jump right to that conversation instead of agonizing over it for several days and like having this pit and this ulcer developing in your stomach over it. Yeah, and trying to like fix it and see if I could you know, salvage I mean, any information. I wasted a lot of time doing that. I'm sure. all for trying to fix it, but truly like it is just easy to say like this didn't work out the way I wanted it to. And I'm really, I'm sorry about it. And here are my ideas on how we can fix it. And what do you, what do you think? Or what are your ideas? And it's hard to admit that something went wrong or that we made a mistake in the line of work that we do because the buck does stop with us. And we have a client, or in this case, a collaboration partner who's depending on us. And it feels bad to let them down because you it are does. a good person and you care about it. So if anyone needs to hear this right now, check to see if you have Google Analytics on your site. Um, you may not know that you need it or why you need it, but you cannot recapture any of that information later. Yeah. It's not just like saved out there waiting for you to like subscribe and then get it. it if it didn't get captured, it's not there. It's, it's like pushing record on this podcast. If I didn't do it, we are not getting this whole thing back. It's all I did, not here. But I did. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the truth is the worst part of it is just having that really rough conversation when we make up a short mistake like that and you didn't intend for it to happen which is truly the the most like revealing part of it is that 
you feel bad, you didn't mean for it to happen, but you're willing to try to make it right. And I think if we approach so much of our jobs like that, it makes a difference because clients receive that when you put that out there of, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to try to hide this from you. I'm not trying to blame it on anybody else. This is what happened. And it sucks to have to do it. Yep. And I was really, um, it's like, I always try to balance when I have to do hard news to tell hard news with balance, the just give the information clean and simple without a lot of excuses, just a little bit of explanation. Mm-hmm. And then just bring some humanity to it. Like not like boohooing on the phone or anything, but just like making it, you know, bringing my personality into it a little bit, like cracked a joke or two. Yeah. And it's not like no one's going to die because <laughs> I didn't the get analytics page views on that post. So, yeah. So it's all good. We're, we're going to survive. <laughs> You're going to make it. Hey, Sean, have you signed up for the Hot Young Designers Club newsletter? Oh, no. Really? Is this you not wanting to clutter your inbox with a lot of excess junk? No, no. Let me do it. Where do I need to go? You need to go to hotyoungdesignersclub.com. Scroll down until you get to the subscribe button. Just pop in your email address and your name. All right. I'm doing it right now. Is this going to be a bunch of spam? It's not. It's actually not going to be anything until we actually get around to sending something. But we have big plans and we want to be able to send surveys to get feedback from our audience. And maybe once in a while, a special surprise or a recap. All right. I'm on it. Thank you. Back to the show. So did you have to break up with anyone else? (laughs) (laughs) well i i didn't i didn't have to break up with anyone else but i think i told you about this big lead that came my way um honestly it it was a giant project it's a it is still a giant project um and i'll tell you why it's in past tense so i don't think i shared with you yet how that worked out or what happened but another local designer to us referred a project to me because she's so busy with projects up through the end of the year and this client wanted to get started like ASAP. And so I had a conversation with them and I talked with them and for, I think we've gone through a lot of our process in the podcast where we talk about like, what are my steps? But if I'm gonna work on any long-term project with someone, I have to meet you. I have to get in front of you face to face it's good for you. It's good for me. We have to make sure we like each other. And there's some stuff I have to collect and see and understand in person. I just can't do over the phone. And that's just how my process works. Um, This client is pretty much doing, they're not even my client, but there'll be somebody's at this point because they wanted, they were working with an architect and the architect was like, it's time for you to start talking to designers. And then they had reached out to me and I think a few other designers. They essentially wanted me to just give them a proposal after a 
like 30 minute phone call of like, so how much would it be for you to be involved? Like from start to finish, like we're just getting our second draft of a floor plan. And it was mm -hmm. like, I, the next step is we meet. Like I have to see whatever draft you've got, which is on this huge 24 by 36 drawing. I need to see that. And I need to talk with you guys. I need to make sure. And I kind of had a good feel, like I felt like from the call that the one, the one, um, the wife that I was speaking to was like, oh, I feel like she's probably a cool person. But stuff gets revealed when you meet, like the husband wanted to be like at the next, like he would need to be part of that. I want to know. Because stuff happens behind the scenes where you're like, well, one of you's not crazy, but one of you is. And yeah. Right. I don't want that project. And it's a huge project. It's legit could go on for several years and represent a great opportunity for a big portfolio project or some really good long-term billable hours, which is nice for stability, but I can't break my process. And I had to hold to it because I know like the practice, what we preach is don't let clients dictate to you how your business works. And mm -hmm. they were like, well, we're, we're collecting proposals from other designers already that didn't need to do that. And it's like, well, this is how my process works. This is what I do. And I find this to be like one of the main reasons that projects are successful is that I know you, we know how we work and this is what I have to stick to. And I know I found out from them in a follow-up earlier this week that they're moving ahead with just the proposals they already got and I wish them well and mm -hmm. I wish them luck. And, you know, I told them that if something doesn't work out that I was grateful to be considered for the process and that they know how to schedule a consultation with me if they need to. They're just so busy. They didn't want to meet anybody. Um, I think. Or they wanted a proposal that. in hand before it's like, before yeah, it's like they wanted you. a proposal first before even meeting anybody on what is like a very, I mean, this is like a more than a million dollar, it's a several million dollar home probably by the time it's done. And mm -hmm. it's not, you know, for everybody out there, like, yeah, that represents a range of designer skills and it'd be a great project to be involved in. But I have to know who I'm working with if we're going to be basically married for two years, like, Right. Did Doing you, ground up like, did you design. give him like an hourly rate and that like whole house hourly like estimate or did you just not even do that? I, they weren't... In the follow-up, we had talked about just some like, kind of like, what are some ranges? Yeah. And I shared with them that their initial thought of what they wanted to spend for having a designer involved seemed really low. Mm-hmm. And I had had, I had had some conversation with you around that and with another designer about that. And I still think their initial number of like wanting to do this whole two year ground up for like 10 grand. Oh I, my God. Like, no, just no. But they didn't know where they were starting from. So throughout my discovery call with them, it was like kind of an education of, I think you're going to be seeing some very different numbers than that. And this is a really long time. You want someone involved. So I think easily you should be aiming much higher because other, other designers in other groups, and I, you know, will say, oh, it's 10 to 15% of construction budget. Like, and that's not, when you think about how many hours you're involved in on some of these big projects, that's not crazy. Like, 
No, and it sucks because like whether the other designer, who knows what they proposed, but if they come in with a just throwing shit at the wall mm-hmm. and like it's not accurate well and they're just doing an hourly estimate and an estimate of hours then and then it ultimately ends up being 10 times that which is probably what you proposed yeah and they didn't do them any favors right right and they won't discover that till they're further on in the process of whether that number was accurate or not I think until they exceed um, it which will be like in a year or whatever I mean, not even like 10 grand in the planning stages and the concept stages. Like if they thought that was where they originally started. So that was really, that's hard. Cause I, I would love more projects like that, that are full remodel longer, plenty of time to plan. Other specialties are involved. Like there's a great architect involved. They're going to be working with a premium builder. So there's a certain finish quality and level that comes with that, that I'd love to move into. But I'm not gonna start by already sacrificing part of the way that I run my business. Cause I think that sets the wrong signal about what it's gonna be like throughout the whole project. Yeah, no, it's, that was hard and smart. Don't you wish you could like, just tap them in a year and be like, hey, How's your project going? Can you just tell me if I was right or not? (laughs) Like, Like, you almost want to do like the, so did it turn into uh, I told you so? Or like, are you going to break up with that designer after four months when they've ran through, you know, 20 grand and you don't, and you're like, what the heck? Um, You weren't expecting it. Yeah. Like you want to do a case study on that somehow. Like. Or they found, maybe they found, and, and no shade, I don't know who they worked with. And I didn't actually didn't want to know who they're working with because I don't know what level that designer's at. I don't know if they were having the same trepidation about, oh, I really want to do this project. So I'm going to jump through every hoop for this and it's going to be really low, but it'll get me into that market. It'll get me into that community and it'll get me into this size of a project. But that's just the opposite of everything that I know I don't want to do is I don't want to take a project for the potential. I I want to take a project to get paid. Yeah. And the potential will come with the right project, the right client, the right billable hour, the right, all of that. So much trust, like, especially something that big, like that's so much trust and commitment. They need to trust that you know what your processes and why you do it from the beginning yeah so that was a really so you broke up with a million dollars I broke up with a lot of money (laughs) and it feels hard to be like but I have to stand on my principles but really truly like how could I create a proposal without ever seeing a plan and just hearing you tell me like Oh, it's this many square feet. Like, how do I know? You've never shown I mean, me a drawing. Like, it could be twice that and you're just trying to squeeze me. And yeah, right. sure, that the proposal's not really accurate anymore when you've doubled the square footage or you suddenly add on a bunch of stuff in draft four with your architect. But that there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. I know. And like, my gut is telling me, like, I'm I'm several days past it now. So I'm like, nope still a good decision like not the right yeah why were they like trying to be such sticklers and it's like they're 
I think it's just they don't. Their own. They don't know. They don't know what they're getting into. They, they, and so of course, yeah. If you have me saying I, I need to meet with you, I need to see the drawings, I need to do this, then you have another designer who's like, I don't need to see any of that. I'll write you up something. Then who do you believe? Until well, it's you have kind a of lot like of a people. power, like they're trying to like have a power move or something, and that's already like you want to be in a collaboration and like a partnership yeah. with a client not and like no one has sure they're your client and they're paying you so obviously they need to be happy but you want to feel like you're at the same level yeah there should be a mutual respect to that of like okay well that's we want to work with you and we understand that's not how your process works how quickly could we like if it was a time issue if it was this but it wasn't from what they shared it wasn't any of that it was just like a well, we already got work. proposals without having to meet people in like person. Like, you'll be working for me, like, yeah, you go. yeah. Yeah, I'm that's, not going to send proposals That's probably more without. of what, like, the bad, like, the bad juju was. Maybe. Maybe. That was a hard breakup, though. Yeah. I really would well, like, I would like a big project like that, but now. You're putting it on the universe. In the universe, like, yeah. I'm available for those big projects. And maybe in a couple weeks, if they turn out to be good people, but they don't like where they got Maybe they'll be back, but even if they won't, on to the next. You know, you put some boundaries around yourself, which is telling the universe what you need and expect, and Mm -hmm. you're going to manifest that shit. Yeah, it's happening. So my next one is kind of like going off of my last um, sad story. (laughs) I broke up with my IT and web designer girl, which was myself. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you mean you? (laughs) Yes, because she really sucks. She's been slacking. She sucks. Um, She didn't do a basic analytics thing. So I hired a um, a web team to help me First of all, they're going to optimize my site and make Got sure it. my last web girl didn't fuck anything else up. Make sure all the coding is right and all of the tracking is there. Yeah, and I've had like some homie hookups on my site where I've just had like friends who are developers like step in and help me, but like ultimately there hasn't been like a strategy or like a big overhaul cleanup, so they're going to clean up my site very excited get rid of all these like random plugins and things that are carried over and then I'll probably go into monthly maintenance plans so he can help me look at certain things and I'll still do my own web design and um some of it that I'm already it's easier for me to just design it while I do the content but if I get stuck like I can't get Stripe to work on my WooCommerce like I don't need to spend hours figuring it out. Like No. Like they can do it in 15 minutes or less sometimes. Or less. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll have like somebody on my team that can help me with that stuff, which is only going to make yeah, make things a lot smoother. Yeah. I I know that for you it becomes also focused on making making it perfect or making it like exactly the vision you have in your head 
And that mm -hmm. I think leads a lot from a the design background that you have working with graphics and work, working with all of that. But then also just it's your baby. So you want it to be what you imagine. I've had a web team for two years now. And it's just so easy to pass things to them. And is it always perfect on the first try? No, but I had to get used to like, I got to give them feedback and parameters and I have to like manage them in the same way that I would if I had someone else, you know, physically present as part of my team. It's guiding them to what I expect and relying on them to do that. And that I may not give them 100% control, but eventually they can do so much more independently than and faster than I could do doing it all on my own. Totally. It goes back to the could or should thing. And I can do a lot. Like I have a lot of technical savviness. I have, again, a, yeah, a graphic design background. So I do enjoy part of it. But I always end up getting like in these weird snafus where I'm like in these like look up two hours later and be in this weird rabbit hole of like understanding uh -huh. code and I don't, I don't code so and in the long term you don't want to move your business model that way to be doing websites no. and coding. so it's like it's providing zero value to your long-term goals no so like I need to just like stay in my lane like I'm still wanting to do the front end design part of it but for now but yeah I don't need to like and, and I told the guy, like, when I interviewed him, like, I definitely know enough to get myself into trouble. Like, I am that person. So we'll be able to have, like, pretty streamlined conversations. But I, I'm probably screwing things up. Just let the expert do what they do. Yeah, so I broke up with my internal in-house IT team. <laughs> I'm really... <laughs> Really that girl's on it. a performance action plan. She needs to get much better at her job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and sure. Focus on the real, real. Um, <laughs> I've been telling you for months to get someone to help you. When you told me that you were launching that new website rebrand during One Room Challenge, and I was like, nope, gotta get some help, gotta get some help, like, get someone to help you. I don't regret that. You had a lot that. of late nights. You had a I don't lot regret of late that nights. because I was designing content as I went. Like, so I would have had to still design or I would have had to still create the content and then implement yeah. it, have someone else implement it. And I know enough to be able to do both. But yeah. You need to get, right now, you're trying to get to set it and forget it. Like, I've got the, the big back pieces. end part. Yeah. All the big pieces in, are in place on the front end where it looks nice and it functions the way you want mostly, but there's cleanup that needs to be done. And there's problems that come up that they don't make sense for you to spend time troubleshooting them anymore. Right. And I want to like put a cart on my site in like some form of a shop, like some of it I can poke around and do, but there's always going to be like little. It's so easy to just send a one liner over like, Hey, I want to try to do this. Can we do that? And then they they start running with it and just yeah. let them bring it back to you. Which is yeah, kind like, of like I what actually do. totally like I had that call with him this weekend, and I actually told him about my Google Analytics problem and what I was trying to see if I could figure out. And he's like, 
nope, no, like he like cut me off. Nope, you can't do it. Like there's no way to get like single page view traffic. Yeah. You can only see like your overall side traffic. So want want. So he yeah. saved me about three hours of further seconds. yeah. Of further <laughs> investing after hoping, you had already wishing spent and several hoping. Hours. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so do as we say, not as we do. <laughs> If you're trying to avoid the problem, if you want to anticipate and avoid the problem, we're sharing with you these real life examples of where it could go bad later. So just have some help out there for your website or someone you can call on. So you're not trying to do it all on your own and you don't have stuff shutting down on you when you need it the most. Oh Um, yeah. And like side, side (laughs) note on that, not side note, but I, didn't really have the person or referral on hand. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to solve this right this second. I went on Thumbtack, posted a thing, which I've never done before. Yeah. Within minutes, I had three people chatting me on there. I was on the phone with one of them within minutes. Like those people are on it. So I was like, okay, well, you're fast and you sound like a normal. So you're the person (laughs) I want. He got me a proposal when he said he would like yeah um so yeah thumbtack was awesome for that so if you don't know where to start like start there. i i would start there yeah because you're, you're not overly invested either like if you f- end up getting another great option for that you can always navigate over to a new web team or developer or someone to help with it, it you're not like married to them forever no you don't sign any contracts on there unless like they sent me, he sent me a proposal privately and um, like an ongoing contract, like that's all separate. Like Thumbtack is just kind of like a marketplace. So yeah, it's good. It's a Craigslist, like for professional stuff. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. I could probably could have put it out of what I was looking for. All sorts of stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you did that because I've been hoping you would do that for a while. And my my last one, it it's still re- kind of related to passing on a bi- a really big project and just like not changing my process for it. But this is I've I don't know if y'all are experiencing this out there. I think I've heard from several designers that people are just coming out of the woodwork, tire kicking, wanting to like find out about projects and pricing and how it works and from the minute I picked up the phone with this discovery call, I could tell that this client was not, like the project itself was not a good fit. This is different from that whole home remodel, but I can already tell like what she wants to accomplish. It's not just that she doesn't have a realistic budget. Like she wanted to essentially like redo all the flooring in a 16 square foot 1600 square foot townhouse, redo all the flooring, blow open the whole entryway, a bunch of like maybe structural, but maybe not structural work to open up walls and then redo all of the flooring and the carpet, everything. Plus a like open concept kitchen renovation, which is like a 1970s kitchen with original appliances and everything. All of this for a budget of $35,000, which in greater Los Angeles is pennies. It's pennies to start projects like this, let alone the design fees that are involved with it. But 
I mean, easily that kitchen eats up all of it. And that's just an entry level kitchen because labor's expensive. Appliances are expensive. And she asked me the part where I knew it was like, this is going to be hard. I'm going to have to say no. I'm going to have to break up with it was she said, I kind of like to be involved in the design process. And I really want to like, I know what I like is what she said. I know what I like. And I really just need someone to help me decide what I do. Like I show the options and I had to really stand firm in that's a great fit for my one-time consultation services where you can get your samples, you can get your materials. I can come in and yay or nay, or yes and no, whatever you want to call it. But I can give you the, here's my design expertise and thought process in a two hour meeting. And I had to say that doesn't fit with my models that I use for, for kitchen projects or for full scale design projects where I'm the one deciding what to present and what to bring to you after you've shared what your likes, your dislikes and your goals are and maybe some inspiration boards. I don't really do back and forth. You come with a backsplash tile after I've already presented you a backsplash tile. That's not going to work right. in the process. Like, and you don't know what you like. I know what you like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you, I just, I don't want to play do that game. Like, totally. Would you do a like lookbook or little like mood like help create concept or something like high and high level glorified Pinterest board and that kind of goes back to where I told her I said something that I could help you work out if you need that is in the e-design model I can spend some general time it's not going to really work for like a whole kitchen but I can get you some rough layouts that work in an e-design package where even though you could have me come in for a consultation and meet you in person, it, I could make this work in an e-design model where I recommend some colors, finishes, layout ideas, broad strokes of a package to mm -hmm. put together for you. And then since you know what you like, like giving it back to her, since you said you know what you like, you can then take that and execute it with your contractor yeah and that was like i have to stand firm in that because i don't want to be roped into a project on if you're really in that tight of a budget using my design time that's you sacrificing i mean my hourly rate really quickly starts to eat into your backsplash line item right or your refrigerator right so i don't want to do that to someone just to make the money. And I realized like that comes from a, a privileged place to be able to say, I'm not here just to hustle a dollar off of somebody. I'm here to give them my best possible work, to give them honest advice and guidance, especially on such a big investment like a kitchen. We're not just picking like a rug that they're going to get over in 10 years. I want them to make smart investments with their money. And I think that's hard to say. And I've I knew it was hard saying it of like, ooh, it'd be cool to like rope it into a bigger project, but I really think she'd be better suited to working either in e-design or just bringing me in for several consultations throughout the process where she's like, 
Now it's time to pick the flooring. Here's the three samples I like. Now we're picking the cabinet finish. Which three samples do you, which one of these three samples do you like? Um, yeah. And that's like, I can do that for you in those two hours. And you're not investing too much money in that. And you have no like extra deliverables or you're not like yeah. your phone shake your hand. line isn't open. Like she doesn't have the red phone. Yeah. To your hotline. And, and when, and I kind of had to say, develop your list, put together all the questions you want to ask me, get them together. And then when you're ready, there's my link. You can schedule a consultation with me. And sure enough, the next morning I had an email confirmation. She scheduled a consult. So awesome. I feel good to, it felt good to direct her to the right path, even if it felt hard saying, like I could hear her go, oh my God, when I started sharing costs and things she needs to keep in mind and working with an HOA and it's like a whole thing for a townhome development. Like there's a lot. It's not just, I want to rip apart my house and what do I do? Well, yeah, you were involved in that one that was years and it wasn't even... Oh my like God, a huge girl, they, space still not no, done, right? that was like a hundred no they never they haven't done it because they're like work both of them are working from home that's a totally different project like a hundred square foot kitchen for a small apartment which is cute like we have a lot of that i don't mind working on a small kitchen what i mind is not being given the freedom to execute what will be the best and that's when you have to know, like, no matter what I do, like, I can only polish the turd so much. Like, <laughs> Ew, I hate that phrase. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I can only put so many bow ties on the pig. Like, <laughs> I, at some point you have well, yeah, to, yeah, it's like, no one's going to be trade happy. out the pig for a stallion so I can do something more with it. <laughs> well, when you know that, like, ultimately no one's going <laughs> to leave this project happy, like, yeah, it's not, you're not walking away with a lot of bucks in your pocket and they're not walking away with a fully realized no. kitchen. No, they're still going to have the stress. She's dreaming about her like Studio McGee inspired kitchen that she's not going to be able to execute. So it's like really increase your budget or really change your expectations. And then for me, I had to really change the level of service that makes sense to offer. And I don't want to be unhappy working on that for a year and then still be nowhere. And then them feel like they just got taken advantage of paying me, you know, change orders and overage fees. Like that's not right. I don't want to do that to people. Right. And it's still going to be feeling nickel and dimed and everyone will feel that way. Totally. Well, so, you know, bye, we girl. can do it guys. Yeah, we can do it. We can say, no, we can break up with people if we have to. We, we can, can break up with ourselves. Girl, I'm so glad you did that. I, that's just the hard, <laughs> you got to have a hard conversation with yourself. Like, it's not you, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Dear exactly. Rebecca, we just should just stop. be friends. <laughs> <laughs> we should just stay, you just need to stay in your own damn lane. We just need to be really good friends. <laughs> and I'm trying to be a good friend to myself. Like that is something that I am really working on in the last mm -hmm. couple weeks. Like I'm committing some time to self-care. Like I've been meditating every day and starting to dabble in yoga again. And 
it really just all it just adds you know like drops in the self-love bucket yeah it it's better to take care of yourself now and you're recognizing that you're either at the limit or you already passed it and to know okay if i'm there what's the pathway back to normalcy or to a better a better balance for yourself and it might mean bringing in help or avoiding not doing certain projects anymore and a lot of what we've been talking about falls into the category of self-worth mm -hmm. and like recognizing where we haven't been valuing ourselves so yeah like these things with self-care i work with my friend tammy hackberth and she's amazing and she she has her own podcast if you feel like you need this she works with women mostly but um it's like when you start kind of putting um deposits into your self-worth it translates to other things so like i think even just me meditating for five to ten minutes every day is building that muscle to where now i can say no to other things or yes to other things um i think create as creatives i think women have this harder we just don't put ourselves first. I mean, that's like a whole cultural thing where you're, you're like programmed from our brainwashed, maybe we call it like women are brainwashed. Well, it's biological Men, too. Yeah. Yeah. Some of it, but yeah, you're like, but this isn't like your website is not a crying child where you have a, like a visceral primal reaction to, Oh my gosh, my baby. But like you've been <laughs> taught, of? but yeah, you've kind of my been taught. My baby doesn't have analytics. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, somebody get her her analytics. <laughs> somebody, she has too many plugins, hurry. It's time for her analytics. Wait, what movie is that? What movie? is that? Wait, there's a movie. Is it Shirley MacLaine? And, oh, um, about... and her daughter needs her pills. Oh. Oh, um, Terms of Endearment? <laughs> terms of Endearment, yes. It's time for her shot. It's time for her shot. Yes. Oh. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, everyone's going to, people are going to listen. The listeners are thinking, oh my God, this movie is going to be hilarious. You guys know it's not no, a hilarious movie, okay? Terrible. Terms of Endearment is not, it's not a lighthearted rom-com, okay? So we're only laughing at it. <laughs> Websites. has nothing to do with websites or development this is just how my brain works so it's anyway. not yes so it's definitely not that so yeah anyway <laughs> we got this yes we can do it you guys and um i want to share before we wrap up today a really cool oh, yeah. note that we got from a listener yeah and I'm again, you guys, you guys think we're joking probably at this point that we're not, we're still surprised how many of you are listening and writing reviews and rating us on the podcast or sharing your thoughts or recommending us to others. We really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Um, at some point, sometimes we feel like we're talking into the void. We're not sure who's there. Um, There's that one person in Poland, remember? Yeah, we have that one listener in Poland. Um, thousands, thousands of you have been listening. It means a lot. And yeah, like for every new country that gets added, I'm just like, well, who knows? Like, where are we next? 
world tour 2025 yeah world yeah when we can travel again <laughs> we can have hot young designers club meetups all over the place with so oh many my of God, you dream um but we did get a message this week from alex and alex wrote us she said hi there just sliding into your dms which is like a total surha slide moment there and she said i wanted to reach out send you a huge thank you for starting the hot young designers club uh, i'm loving your podcast i work a nine to five at home desk job for a design consulting firm but i aspire to have my own design gig and i'm finally taking the plunge and taking on a project to hopefully ramp up my own business um and she says alex said your podcast has been so real and reassuring i'm so appreciative thank you for keep thank you for sharing and keeping it real and thank you alex because you're starting a business girl like <laughs> do it start aeon you can start with little things if anyone else is in that position like I do a lot in my own house, partly just to, because I enjoy it and my house is a hot mess, but also because it's portfolio building and And you get to be in charge of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm psyched that even if, if it even just helps one person avoid problems or anticipate things that we didn't know about, that's part of what we wanted to do when we started the podcast and we set out with this like mission to be helpful to other designers. We can do hard things. We can, we can, like Alex, leave, you know, not leaving her job yet, but getting started on a business venture that maybe we didn't think we could do before. So kudos to Alex and kudos to those of you who are listening, who are doing similar hard challenges every day to get your businesses moving. You can definitely do it. And just another plug, kind of, I think it really dovetails nicely to the book club this month is about The Big Leap. If you haven't started it yet, you can still always go back and catch up. You don't have to be in real time, but I think it really is like partly all these conversations we've had today are generated by the work we've been doing with that book. So it's, it's a good one. Definitely. I think you guys will like it. If you haven't caught up, you still have time to join us for our upcoming. Another one in the books, Rebecca. Did it. All right. Well, I think that's it for today. Thanks for listening. See you soon, Rebecca. Bye, Sean. Bye. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. You better work, pitch. You better work, pitch. You better work, pitch. You better work, pitch. I'm keeping that cut. You can edit the laughter. That was energetic.